Welcome back to the sweated mess. Because life does require a lot of paper towels. Am I right? I'm right. This is Trish. The good kind of fat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is episode four. Episode four of season two. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram. I tell you what, I... I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I've got this stupid fever blister that's trying to bud on my lip. Is there anything more annoying? It's terrible. And so you just keep licking it and biting it and licking it and biting it, which I think I'm pretty sure that's what makes it grow. But um, doing the best we can with that. How are you today? Hope you're well. Yes, I did wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I I listened to some, I discovered on Amazon Music, because I have it now free. I'm a Prime member, shout out Prime, and not a sponsor. I don't have any of those. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I am just not feeling today. So I hopped on the Amazon Music app. I search out 2000s music. And boy, did that put me in a good mood. And and segue, you can find this wedded mess on Amazon Music in the podcast section. So holla, boy, Christmas countdowns. Some people, <laughs> some of my friends on Facebook start the Christmas countdown in June, like June, July. And it's like easy. And then they'll do like the only, only 18 more Saturdays. It's like, ah. Uh, that stresses me out. That's a that's a trigger for me. Don't stress me out like that. Do y'all know what you want? Oh, as parents or adults, really in general, who cares what we want? I mean, it's not about us. It's all about the children. A favorite of my kids and the world, hence the multi-billion-dollar industry they are. Legos. I think I just might want some Legos this year. I have really. <laughs> noticed over the years that I'm quite a fan of the Legos. I dig it. I, I like puzzles. I do a jigsaw puzzle every day. Like the ones on the computer. I don't whip out a new cardboard puzzle every day. But I really do enjoy me some puzzles. And Legos just seem like a puzzle. And I love, I was like, I, I think I might just want to ask for one of those really good, big, you know, the, the $150 type set, you know, that's just gonna be gigantic. It's so satisfying to me to fall, like get that little booklet out and follow the directions and you know have this this achievement and this completion happening at the end. I don't know. I wasn't into Legos as a kid. Maybe this is my Lego time of my life. I don't know. I've had TikTok for a while and I really really enjoy it. I love watching these 30s and 40-somethings get on there and just cut loose and have a good time. Like, that's what TikTok's about for me. I know that there's a lot of shadiness that can go down on TikTok, and, and I know that it is China spying on us, but I do enjoy the content of, of some of the people on there, and it is just... It's so inspiring and I'm I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just have all these ideas for videos that I want to do. But that is very time consuming. Like you can blow through two hours making a TikTok, especially me because I don't know what I'm doing. 
And so you're learning it. And when you're learning something, time flies out the window. But I have so many ideas for all these funny videos rolling around in my head. I just don't know if I'll get the time to make any of them. Oh, so one of my ideas is uh, when I vacuum, I notice when I'm vacuuming, I have all of a sudden, I'm pretty coordinated, but all of a sudden when I'm vacuuming, all the coordination goes out the window because the cord is always in the wrong spot. You're stepping on it. It's tripping you. It's not long enough. You're in cramped quarters. Like how many doorways do we need this close together? When you're vacuuming, these are the things that you think about. And I'm like, this would make a great TikTok. Or making a video about how muggy and humid it is in Louisiana and how you take a shower and you get ready and you take all these precautions to prepare for the humidity. But no matter what you do to prepare, you walk outside and you're drenched and you're soaked and you have to take a shower again. Things like that. Now, now, don't you be ripping me off because this, these, these ideas are mine. So don't be going out there and doing what I'm going to do. Because those are mine. I may get to them. I may not. I don't know. We're looking at it. We're looking at it very closely. And if we do do them, they're going to be the very best. (laughs) It's going to be the best. The best you've ever seen in the history of TikTok making videos. You You look at all these TikTok videos and some of them, some of them are just not, they're not good. They're not good, you know. But when I make a TikTok video, it will be the best. The best of the best. It's going to be so off the charts. You won't believe what you're seeing. You won't believe it. (laughs) Okay. I think I wore that one out. Okay. We have a TikTok account. Mark and I made a couple videos earlier this year. And they were a lot of fun to do. But man, they just, just, it takes time. And I don't have a lot of it. So... Let's get physical, physical. (laughs) Let's talk about exercise, fitness, health goals for a second, shall we? I'm having some difficulties, things I am trying, things that I have tried in the past. And and here's here's the thing. My exercise goal is not to bench 300, but more of a put my socks on without killing myself or or just getting down onto the floor without dying or because you get to a point when you're going to get down it's just like okay I can either hurt myself trying to control this like slow even progression down to the floor or I can just fall and who knows how that's going to turn out so these are decisions I'm having to make that I'm like well you're 39 let's maybe get a little healthier so we're not making these kind of choices prematurely. But my experience with exercise has not been good. So at the beginning of the school years, I, I typically, it's like, okay, it's my time. It's time for me, time to focus on, you know, these goals. I got quiet. I got the house to myself. Okay, let's do this. Last year, I started this very nice walking routine I found. Loved it. Loved the lady who leads it. She's not super annoying. We all, ugh. A bad exercise instructor can like just turn you off completely. She didn't turn me off. It was great. It was fine. Well, I did this a couple of times and all of a sudden my foot felt like it was broken. It was not broken. It was not broken. But I couldn't walk on it. I, I was limping. I didn't know what was wrong with it, but it just, it wasn't good. And I couldn't continue. 
And what I ended up finding out was that it was, I was having an episode of plantar fasciitis, which is wildly popular. I don't recommend it. But I ended up in this boot thing to stabilize my foot long enough for it to kind of feel better and feel somewhat normal, you know, and then it was like, oh, be careful because if you get too aggressive with it and you like try to walk all the way down to the mailbox like a normal person, it hurts again. So I was like, what am I supposed to do now? I can't even walk to get fit. Like, what are my options at this point? Discouraged me quite a bit. Well, this year I had a similar situation happen. I, (laughs) because I know my physical limitations and where I'm at, I decided I'm going to modify. (laughs) So it seemed like a smart idea to find an, an exercise video on the YouTube or whatever for seniors. A nice, easygoing, I'm a beginner. Definitely, I'm a pre-beginner is really what I where I'm at. Well, I find, I find a lady that doesn't annoy me. I watch her video thinking that's really doable. Okay, great. I go and I do it. It's great. I'm putting my all into it. I'm like, I mean, hey, this is for seniors. I'm going to push myself, right? Well, I pushed it too hard because I messed up my knees. <laughs> I've always had bad knees, but this angered the situation to the point that (laughs) the toilet seat just was too far of a reach and it really really hurt and I was literally falling onto the toilet because my I had no knee there was no leverage there to lower myself it was just a fall so you're supposed to plop on the toilet but not plop onto the toilet you know what I mean so But I'm thinking with these injuries, like, I feel like I'm better off just not even trying to better myself. I'm doing the op. I'm going the wrong way. Exercise is supposed to help you not feel like an invalid. I wasn't using an elevated toilet seat. Now I am. I wasn't walking in a boot and limping. Now I am. (sighs) But I don't know exercise. It's all still new to me. I'm kind of making it up as I go along. What I did is I Googled a bunch of exercises that are good for bad knees or um, things that you can do to strengthen your knees and things like that. Things that aren't on the floor. I've really tried to kind of construct my own little routine and I think it's pretty good. I mean, I've got arms, I've got legs, I've got core. So I'm trying to do the walking for cardio in a modified way. When she starts a light jog, I stay to my brisk walk. You know, I mean, I'm trying, but it's hard. So back to the elevated toilet seat. So we got this thing and it works great. And when we got it, you know, obviously my kids were like, what is this thing? I hate this. And nobody in the house appreciates this elevated toilet seat, but myself. So my son and I are talking and he's complaining about it. And I said, honey, I'm not going to need this very long. It's just right now, I t- you know, I tweak my knee and when it gets better, we'll take it off. Things go back to normal. And he goes, but you're old. So that's going to take forever. And I was like, well, whoa, it's not going to take that long. Okay. It's been about a month and a half. (laughs) So I guess he was right. What are you going to do? So exercise for geriatrics led my 39 year old body to a knee brace and plantar fasciitis. That's where we are. What? I was better off sitting on the couch. I don't know what to do. 
the body has changed. The hips are tight. The hamstrings are shriveled up. In my head, I have this dream like this, like this J-Lo vision, right? Because J-Lo's in her 50s and she's, she looks better than most people in their 20s. And she's just getting better with age. And she's, I mean, she's strong and she's healthy. And in my mind, I just have this dream of blossoming into this phenom goddess and just kicking ass like you know having this breakthrough before and after kind of thing going on I get all pumped up and you're just I go for it and then my effort just kind of plops I'm a plopper plopping up in here it's very discouraging but I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep trying to find something that I like I'm going to keep trying to stick to this you know getting it in every day something physical every day because, folks, it, there comes a time where you cannot deny anymore and you cannot put off anymore because your body's like, lady. <sighs> Switching the gears here onto a marriage topic, time. Time together is something that is hard to find for a lot of people, I think. You're at work all day and then the kids get home from school and it's homework and dinner and bedtime routines and then by that time... You're spent, you're just looking to kind of zone out and reboot from the day. Mark and I tend to go in separate directions. He likes to go and sit at his computer and put his headphones on and watch episodes of The Walking Dead he's seen 30 times. And I will do whatever. Either I watch my shows or I'm doing miscellaneous chores, catching up on stuff I didn't get done earlier, whatever. We just tend to not very often come together and have time together in the evenings. Sometimes that bothers me, sometimes not so much. Sometimes I'm like, this is the best life ever. And then I know on earlier episodes, we addressed being sleep divorced. And I think that that it it all correlates together and leads, this leads into that, which is that, I mean, there's nothing wrong there. We're just also very into being alone and with our thoughts and doing kind of what what we want to do. But something that has been really fun is since he's been home in the evenings more, when he's cooking or I'm cooking or whatever's going on, we're doing the dishes. Because there again, we still have a broken dishwasher. So we've got all kinds of time to talk during sudsy, dishy time so annoying but it's kind of relaxing on the on the dl i find that we have some really good conversation during that so i don't know if maybe like we're just we're already kind of getting our needs met there and then we don't have to do it later or what's going on but there again i think sometimes you might hear oh you know you need to spend quality time and have these like talks and cuddle each other at night and i think that definitely you have to connect with your spouse but i think that also you've got to let your relationship and wherever you're at lead the way like don't feel bad if you're not having meaningful talks five nights a week it doesn't mean you're in trouble it it means you're good actually and you just want to chill on your own i kind of think that magazines and whoever it is telling us that what we need or, or we're destined for divorce are they're just they're just scare tactics marriage conspiracy scare tactics i did come across an article recently uh, by a marriage counselor who pointed out three ways that she has noticed marriage has changed over the last 20 years and it's basically can where she compares old school marriages, the traditional, the, the kinds our grandparents had, to what people 
some people are doing now. And it was really interesting. Let me share a couple things. Okay, I did read the whole article, but I have slept since then, so I may have forgotten some of it. Okay, so number one is marriage is no longer, this is by, this is from the counselor, by the way. This is which this is her perspective. Marriage is no longer viewed by many as sacred. Now, agree or disagree? I can kind of agree with that. I feel like, well, I, I feel like the younger generation, this generation coming up, they don't value much of anything. <laughs> It's out with the old, in with the new. Every time a new iPhone comes out, oh my God, they're chucking their old one into the garbage as fast as they can get in line for the new one. And the instant gratification that we get and just overall impatience for things, I feel like uh, contribute to this. But that's my thing. Here's what, here's what the expert has to say, not my dumb face. So she says that one reason people are viewing marriage as a less sacred thing is religion has a less has less of a pull in the US these days. And I can definitely now think about like older generations, they definitely religion was more involved, the vow they made, like they were bound and determined to stay in their relationship because they made a vow. You know what I'm saying? She goes on to say that people are not staying in marriages out of obligation, guilt, or having made a vow. All right, so number two, marriage is more flexible than ever before. And keep in mind, this is kind of comparing the old traditional ways to now. Back in the day, marriages all looked the same. You were married, you lived in a home together, you shared a bed, and that's what it was, and there there was no deviation from that. She says that she most noticed changes happening around the Great Recession from like 2007 to 2010. She says that the trend toward new ways to be married has continued. In the past 10 to 20 years, people have begun to see that marriage can be different and that we have more choices. And I'm seeing many people taking advantage of that. Okay, let's see some examples. Okay, so there's a LAT, which is living apart together. So if your husband gets a job in New York, but you live in California. So you guys may live apart, but you're still married. Okay. So that's one of the things. And this goes back to the recession thing where people are trying to make their marriage work, but financially, this is what they're doing. There's also something called uh, parenting marriages where you're essentially living together and parenting together, but there's no romantic expectation there uh let's see there's open marriages oh and she calls this one a safety marriage this is where you marry out of financial security and both partners are on board with that Mm, i don't know about that but whatever floats your boat number three thing she's noticed is marriage is becoming more business-like and so this talks about prenups and she also mentions another one i think it's a post nup but uh prenups apparently are getting more and more popular even if you don't have anything even if you're young and you don't have anything they want you to get prenups so that <laughs> because i guess the statistics aren't that great and everybody expects you know, half of these marriages not to work. They're like, okay, well, even though you have nothing now over the course of your marriage, you might, and let's just take care of this now. And then there's no fighting later. I mean, I, I am all for being proactive uh, and being prepared for any situation, but 
Oh, that's what a post-nup is. I see more couples putting post-nuptial agreements in place after after they have married. Okay, so that's a post-nup when they do it after they're married, which help them have control over the outcome if they divorce. So people are making plans like a business in case something should happen. It's not a bad idea. We don't have that. We're not into getting this going on in our relationship, but it's honestly not a bad idea. It's not. I do find these changes very interesting. You didn't see old Ma and Pa being like, all right, I uh, I raised your kids for you. That'll be $75,000. <laughs> Pay up, buster. I think of any of these, we would fall more into the flexible category since we are sleep divorced. You know, that's not conventional. But how... <laughs> kind of is though because Lucy and Ricky used to do it and all the old school stuff everybody had separate beds so it's I think we're just we're OGs like we're old souls in other news I did some more waxing last night I was so I was really disheartened you guys because the first time I did it it turned out fabulous I mean it was it was rocking it was rolling it was just oh yes and I really gave me so much hope Hope for a hairless future because I have so much trouble with shaving and uh, it, you know, just grows back instantly. And I have so whatever. I've already gone there. So uh, I was like, okay, it's been three weeks. I'm going to wax some more. Let's get it going. I'm going to go over what I already did. And then I'm going to like expand into new territory. And I was so excited. And guys, it didn't work out very well. Like I did my arms again and nothing was coming off. And I clean my arms real good and I you know so there wasn't any lotion or anything and and it just I, I don't know what it was but it just wasn't coming out that well like I had my heart set on this this was like my new this was my breakthrough this was my life of new possibilities of shorts and a hair free life but I did expand to a new area I did my armpits last night uh, uh, and it it was as terrible as you would imagine, but it works so well. And I know, like I said, with this wax, this is a, this is not the wax that comes on like the strips and you use fabric. No, this is just a wax you apply and you pull it straight off as it is. So, you know, that first application, you're riding high, you're feeling good. It gives you all the hopes and the feels, but then I don't know why, but following up, it just wasn't grabbing anything. I almost threw that melting pot in the trash last night. I was like, ah, screw ya. It took so long too. I waxed for like four hours and I only got a few areas because I had to keep going over the same ones and the same ones. And then the after a certain amount of time, the pot turns itself off. Great safety feature really sucks if you're waxing because if you don't know it's gone off, your wax is coming out and then all of a sudden it gets super stringy and there's like spider webs everywhere and it was just a horrible, ugh. but my pits are going to be smooth for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to ride that out, wear some tank tops because you know, the fall didn't last long. It's 87 degrees today. So I'll just throw me on a tank top because I'm going to show these bad boys off. I'm going to be reaching for things on the top shelf, like right next to somebody like, Ooh, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, did you notice my pits? They are so smooth. You can see all my skin tags now. <laughs> That's TMI. TMI. Okay, this is more of a blooper episode than a real thing to be proud of. Okay, 
Speaking of which, that takes us into our segment today, 40 Gonna Getcha. I want to discuss skin tags and moles and how the older you get, they're popping up as fast as pot shops in Colorado. It's insane. All of a sudden, my the my shoulders and the front of my shoulders covered in skin tags. I'm like, what? What? I have one on my eyelid. I have them on my butt. I've got them everywhere. It's a mess. In the past, I've had, like on the big ones, I've just had my husband cut them off for me. And unfortunately, they do come back usually. But for the moment, it feels right with the world. They say there's all these home remedies of how to get rid of them and stuff. And the things that I have tried, though, have not been successful. And I feel like it's just, it's a really big money maker, though, because there's so many products like you can find to get rid of these. I've purchased a few. Didn't work. But I don't know. I got to figure out something because they're about to overrun the system up in here. And moles, I'm finding new moles all the time. Where did you come from and what is your purpose here? The weirdest thing I had, I noticed I got a new mole. Well, I thought it was a skin tag at first. Two of them symmetrically under each breast on my stomach where my breasts usually lay. (laughs) (laughs) But the skin tags make me so self-conscious because, I mean, I, I'm drying myself off and I'm like, whoa, it's so lumpy and bumpy over there. And I feel, you know what I feel like? I feel like the kid with the Skittles on his face and that commercial. Oh, that commercial grosses me out. But I feel like that kid and it's like, he's got, <laughs> it's like supposed to be chicken pox or something. But it's Skittles stuck to him and I, I guarantee you, if you stick one of these things in your mouth, it's not going to be as satisfying as a Skittle. But I'm telling ya, as you get older, these things are just going to keep popping up, popping up. New things to worry about all the time. Love it, love it. You may be young now, but 40 gonna getcha. That is my jingle. You may be young now, but 40 gonna getcha. <laughs> Next segment. Trish Talks TV. So we are seeing a lot of commercials hyping up the release of new shows in November. Hallelujah. Thank you for the new seasons and episodes of shows. And there are some shows I'm very excited about, missed a lot. Here's what I don't want to see, though. Like, I don't want to see TV shows adapting to the world we're living in right now. I don't want to watch the Connors and see people wearing a mask. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see whatever show and they're socially distanced. I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it because you know what? We have to live it every day and it's annoying enough as it is. And I don't want that in my relaxation time. Keep it away. Just please act like we're in the old world. Let's not go there. Let's pretend none of this has happened. We live in a world where there is no COVID. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, really, TVs are only escape from all of this. I've enjoyed the fact, well, you know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, you're watching TV and you notice, well, this is clearly not current because they would be socially distanced or they would all be wearing masks or nobody's going to bars now. (laughs) So that's how I felt like really in the beginning. But now it's like, oh, I just I love watching this because there's no signs of it on TV. And so I can escape it for at least a second. If they go there, which I know they're going to, because I think I actually heard a commercial for the Connors where they're talking about social distancing. (laughs) You're going to ruin it for me. (sighs) This has been your weekly dose of Trish Talks TV. 
I cleaned my house not too long ago, not too recent, but not too long ago either. And I've got two floors, as I've said, trying to schedule my days in a way that will be sustainable so that I can keep getting things done and be productive, but not overwhelm myself. So I will typically clean like one floor one week and one floor the next week, something like that. And it works pretty well. Except for the fact that after I get done, I'm sweating, I'm hot, I'm, I'm, my back is killing me usually, and I'm just looking around and seeing all these other things that are still so filthy, and it's so disheartening. I'm sweating my butt off and working like a dog here just to still be living in a dirty house. Like light switches and walls and cabinets and duh, the list goes on and on. I'm not cleaning that every week. If I did that every week, I wouldn't get anything else done. I definitely wouldn't be doing this. I'll tell you that. And I'd much rather be doing this. So, you know, it's just all about choices, I guess. So my house is vacuumed, it's dusted, and my bathrooms are clean. Just don't look at any of the walls or the doors or uh, inside my microwave, my grout, any anything like that. Just don't do it. Oh, oh, so guess what else? Guess who has another day out of school tomorrow? That's right, my kids. It's a teacher work day. And my daughter was like, well, why Why are we out of school? And my son tells her, well, it's a teacher work day. And, and I say, yeah, see, because teachers can't get work done when you're there. And neither can I. That's why I send you to school. So so I do understand. I'm only mildly perturbed about it. But uh It'll be good. You know what? I have a plan this time. I've got a plan in place so that uh, we don't run into the same thing we had last week. And that plan is that they are both grounded and in their rooms all day. So that'll be fun. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll probably, it's supposed to be nice out. We'll go outside and my daughter's getting really, really good at riding her bike. And we'll probably spend as much time outside as possible, which... Is what we want to do all the time, but with the bugs and the humidity, it's just like when you get two weeks of like good solid, we can go outside and not want to cuss immediately. So we'll just try to take advantage of that probably. So that is going to wrap it up for us on this episode four. Episode four, I forgot for a second, of season two of This Wedded Mess. Thank you as always for listening. We would love it if you left a review, five stars only, and uh, some kind words would go a long way. We'd really appreciate it. Join us on social media at Facebook and on the Instagram. I'm looking for a sign-off, like a cool sign-off thing to say at the end. I don't know. If you have any ideas, send those in. That'd be awesome. Say something snappy like, uh, if your life wasn't a mess, you'd be dead or something like that all right so that'll be that'll be the one today take care if your life wasn't a mess you'd be dead see you next week